The Couple Next Door, written by Peg Lynch and starring Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce. Well, how's dinner coming? You hungry? Hungry. I'm famished. I just had a sandwich sent in for lunch today, and it was terrible. I couldn't eat it. Oh, I wish it weren't so far so you could come home and I could fix you a nice lunch. It would be nice to come home just to see you. Oh, bet you don't give me a thought during the day. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> Every now and then I think you and I call home just to say I love you, and the line's busy, and I oh. get mad at you. <laughs> I'll bet. Hey, did you make an apple pie? Uh-huh. Aren't you cute? <laughs> Gee, I'm glad I married a good cook. And we're having roast pork, brown potatoes, and baked corn that you <laughs> oh, love. Boy, yeah. Call Betsy to the table, dear. I'll bring yeah, it right in. Okay. Tell her to wash her hands, will you? Betsy! Betsy! What's she doing? What do you suppose she's doing? We have got to put some limit on how much television she watches. Now, she gets all excited, then she sits there chewing her nails. Is she doing that again? Well, if it's exciting, and anyhow, unless you make her turn it off, she'd watch it 24 hours a day. Betsy! Here, carry the roast into the dining room, and I'll bring the corn. Yeah, I'm sure. Without oh, it's hot! Oh. You spoke too late. I... Put some butter on your fingers, no, no, dear. No, I'm all right, I'm all right. I just like to make a fuss. <laughs> <laughs> Here, take the holders. Yeah. Betsy, wash your hands and come to the table. How about a hot dish pad? Yeah, well, just a second. Hold on. Let me let me go ahead of you. Oh, go ahead. There's one right here somewhere. Hurry up, will you? This is well, hot. Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Oh, here you it is. Here. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I got it. Right down there. Betsy! What? Turn off the television and come to the table. Wash your hands first. And wash your hands first. I'll start carving the roast, dear, and I'll put the water on for coffee. All right. All right. Betsy! What? You know what? Now, come on. Did I put napkins on? Yeah. Betsy! Go in and turn the TV off, dear. Oh. Didn't you hear us calling you? Yes. Well, turn that off and wash your hands and come to the table. I want to eat in here so I can watch it. Well, you are not going to eat in here. You're going to come to the table. I'll come when this cartoon is over. You will come to the table right now. Now, turn it off. Turn it off. Daddy, please. Oh, you. I never can do anything. Now, look here. It seems to me you do quite a few things. In fact, I'd say you were a very lucky little girl. Mary Lou's mommy lets her eat by the television. I don't care what Mary Lou's mommy lets her do. You ought to come to the table when you are called. You're not nice to me. I think I am very nice to you. What is the matter? Why don't you two come to the table? I want to eat in here. Well, of course you can't eat in here. Now, come to the table. Mary Lou's mommy lets her eat by the television. <laughs> You go upstairs and wash your hands and come to the table. I'm not going to live with you anymore. All right, you go and live somewhere else then. You don't love me. Yes, we love you very much, but you cannot eat dinner and watch television. You are to come to the table. I'm going to pack my suitcase and go away. Oh, for goodness sakes, eat something. I can't, I can't. You think she's really packing her suitcase? Well, she might be. Just leave her alone. Poor little thing. I don't feel poor little thing at all. If she doesn't get her own way, she doesn't like you. And she has got to learn that she's not always going to have her own way. She's not getting any dinner, though. She'll be hungry. Oh, it's going to be dark before long. As soon as that happens, she'll be back. Where do you think she'll go? Oh, down to the Kendall's, probably. Don't worry about it. Well, I, I do. I, Where I, I, are you going? I, I 
I'm just going to go up and... You um, will give in to her, dear, and that's exactly what no, she wants. No, no, I won't. After all, you're supposed to show children you love them no matter what they do. Yes, and, well, the trouble with that uh, psychology is that they do anything they want to do knowing we're supposed to still love them. Well, look, I... Sit I, down, please, I, I, dear. Sit down. No, look, down. I'm just going to run upstairs and see oh, what she has honestly. in mind. I won't give in. <clears throat> Betsy? May Daddy come in? Oh, <laughs> are you going away? Yes. Well, Mommy and Daddy will certainly miss you. You going to be gone long? A million years. Oh, uh-huh. Well, that, that's a pretty long time. You'll be grown up by that time, I guess, won't you? Yes. I'm going to have a baby and get married. Oh, well, that's fine, dear. Maybe you'll bring your baby and your husband back to see Mommy and Daddy, huh? Maybe. Well, look, dear, if you're going to be gone a million years, don't you think you ought to pack something besides your crayons and one-bedroom slipper? I'm taking my pink dress, too. Well, sure, you'll need something to dress up in. <laughs> Are you, uh, will you need any money? No, thank you. All right. If you change your mind at any time, you just remember that Mommy and Daddy will be very glad to have you back. <laughs> you know that, don't you? Huh? Betsy? Can I watch television while I eat? No, dear. When we have our meals, we sit at the table. Then I'm not coming back. I'm going to do what I want to do. All right. But when you get tired of doing what you want to do, you come back and we'll still be here. Of course, you've got to remember we've sold this house, and by next fall we'll have our new house built out in Edgewood Acres, and you'll have to find us out there. I know. Well, okay. I'll, I'll leave you to your packing. Are you ready to go now? Yes. All right. I'll, I'll carry your suitcase down for you. Come on. That's a girl. <laughs> Betsy, would you like a little dinner before you go? No, thank you. Oh. Oh, here, wait a minute. Let, let me help you with your coat. Oh, are you leaving us, Betsy? Yes. How long do you plan to be gone? A million years. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Well, if you change your mind, decide to do what Mommy and Daddy want you to do, because we know it's best for you, then we'll be glad to see you back. I can't get the door open. Oh, well, here, let, let me help you. Yeah, well, there we are. Oh, dear, don't forget your suitcase. Could Mommy kiss you goodbye? All right. Yeah. Mm, goodbye, darling. Remember, Mommy loves you. Daddy does, too. I'm going anyhow. Oh, sure. We're not trying to keep you from doing what you want. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, that poor kid. You know, they break your heart, don't they? <laughs> oh, they do, but if you don't put your foot down, dear, they can certainly get the upper hand. Now, come on and eat your dinner. She'll be back. She's headed down toward the Kendall. Well, that's where she's going. El Elner will be calling in a minute to say she's there, and I'll just let her spend the night there. In the morning, she'll be only too glad to get home. Maybe we are too strict. Maybe we expect too much of her. I don't think it's too much to expect a child to come to the table to eat. No, no, I guess not. Now, come on, I made you an apple pie. Stop worrying. Any minute, Eleanor will call to say she's down there. Yeah, <laughs> all right, okay. You mean she didn't stop there, Eleanor? Well, I was so sure I kept expecting you to phone. You mean she's not there? No, she isn't. Oh. Yes, all right, I'll start uh, calling some others, Eleanor. Well, for Pete's where can she yes. be? I mean, it's dark yes, out Eleanor. now. And yes, it's, Eleanor, it's... all right, thank you. She's not there. She's not there. They well, haven't even seen oh, her. well, look, I... I now, I, don't get frantic. I'll start calling everybody we know. I'll go out and see if I can find her. Why don't her. you wait until I'm I... I'm going out and look for her. 
Yes, if you do, would you please call me back right away? Well, she wanted to eat dinner in front of the television, and we said no. And, yes, well, call me back. Wait a minute, hold on. Did you find her? No. Hello. Yes, it is, but he hasn't found her. All right, Elsa. Goodbye. Uh, we looked all over the neighborhood. Fred's out looking, so is Harry and Jack. They're all, well, they've just been wonderful. Oh, just just put on their coats right away and oh, went right out. Oh, you're frozen, aren't you? Yeah. You should have put on a hat and taken some gloves. Yeah, that's what I came back for. I don't for. understand I... it. Nobody, nobody has seen her. Nobody. Hey, honey, maybe we better check the house. Maybe she just sneaked back in, you know? <laughs> I'll bet that's what she did, no, that little dickhead. No, dear, she did not. I thought of that. I checked the whole upstairs. I even you went did? down to the basement. I've looked in closets and cupboards. Oh. I Honey, just don't let me look at that list, will you? Of who it's you right called? There. And it's right there. Oh, right. My poor baby. Now, darling, my don't, poor don't, don't lose baby. your head. We've got to keep calm. We can't help. Maybe we are too strict with her. Well, you we said are, yourself so. it's not too much to ask of a child that she come to the table to eat. I know, but Elner apparently lets Mary Lou eat in front of the TV, and I guess nothing awful happens because she does. Did you she call the Fords? Maybe she went down to Clara's. Yes, I called there. Maybe I forgot oh. to check it off, but I. Now we've sold the house and we're building a new one. That's probably upsetting her psychologically. She's gone in somewhere. It's too cold for her to stay outside. So so now where? Where would be the logical place? And if the you fact were... that we're having another baby, that's probably something else that's upsetting her psychologically. Oh, I wish you'd stop can... worrying about all this psychological stuff. Well, it's true. Maybe she feels we don't love her. Mm. Maybe she feels a certain rejection. But Pete because sakes, we are... the pioneers traipsed across the country, moving every day, having one baby after another. I don't think the rest of the children were suffering psychologically. Remember the first time she said, Daddy? Dada. Dada, she said. Yeah. Me. Remember when she made your Valentine with lacy paper and hearts? There was glue all over it. Do you remember that? I loved my daddy. Yeah, yeah. My mama. We've just been too mean to her. Look, they've got we to have. be taught some discipline now, honey. I don't care. I don't care how she acts well, or what she does. I'd just rather have her anyway than not at all. When I think of the fact she's not quite seven years old, why, she's still just a baby, really. When you think, not even seven years, and we expect so much of her. Too maybe, much of her. maybe you're right, maybe you're right. Only we get her back, I'll never scold her again. Never, never. Oh, you, you don't think she's been run over? Run over? I never called the hospital. Run over? Look them up, look them up. Now, wait a minute, now wait a minute, will you? Call your I... friend, the one that's a policeman, that Joe, Joe yeah. something. Call, all right, call, all right, call, right, call the police. I'll call the police. Call. We'll return to the couple next door in just a moment. Who gets the last word? Well, it all depends on who's playing CBS Radio's fascinating game Tuesday evening with Dr. Bergen Evans. A regular panel member is the witty and erudite John Mason Brown. Other guests vary from week to week. Tomorrow, there'll be Russell Krauss, the well-known playwright, and the popular commentator, Mary Margaret McBride. These bright people take off from language, questions sent in by listeners, and cover all sorts of fascinating ground before one or another of them ultimately gives you the last word on a question. Get the last word tomorrow when it comes to you over most of these same stations. Oh, and speaking of questions sent in by listeners, queries on every subject under the sun find an answer each weekday evening when Walter Cronkite presides over a session called Answer, Please. Find out all sorts of new facts and get a lot of fun along with the information with both these entertaining and enlightening programs. Answer, Please, every weekday evening over most of these stations and the last word on Tuesday. <laughs> There he is, there he is. There's Joe. There's... Has he got her? Yes, he got her. yes, he's carrying her. Oh, 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 Joe, thanks, thanks, thanks. thanks. 
Is she all right? She's fine. She's just fine. She just fell asleep. Oh. Oh. Put her down. Yeah, put, put her on put the couch. Put her on the couch. On the couch. I'd be fine. Oh, oh, my golly. Baby, my darling little baby. Yeah. How did you ever find her so quickly? Well, as soon as you called, I had the bus terminal and the railroad station checked. Yeah. When they leave home, they usually head for Grandma's house. I knew your mother lived in Plainview. Oh, Pretty smart of her to figure that out, huh? How do you suppose she got way downtown? Well, I asked her. She just took the Oak Street bus over there on the corner. Well, she's gone down so many times with me that way, but I never dreamt she could do it herself. I, oh, really, you know, I just feel terrible. Terrible? You should feel pretty good. That kid of yours got lots of courage, a lot of spirit, and good old-fashioned spunk. Boy, I wish my kids did. Boy, they won't go anywhere without Mama. They're older than Betsy. Oh, was she crying when you found her, Joe? <laughs> no, she was on the verge, but not a tear. As a matter of fact, I think I was closer to tears than she was. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Sullivan called me, said there was a little girl sitting over there by herself, uh-huh. so I went right over. She yeah. knew me. Oh, did she? Yeah. she? She said she was going to take the bus and go see Grandma. Uh-huh. I said there wasn't any bus running to Plainview tonight, so why didn't she, you know, change her plans and go tomorrow? <laughs> I said I was driving out this way. Would she like a ride home? Yeah, what'd, yeah. Well, what'd she, what'd say? she say? Well, listen, her eyes started blinking and her bottom lip quivered, and she said Aww. very politely, Well, if it's no trouble, thank you very much. Oh, <laughs> bless her heart, my poor little no, no, darling. No, no, don't wake her up. Now, listen, you take my advice. Now, don't baby her. Yeah. Yeah. She's learned her lesson. Believe me, she was mighty glad to be coming home. Mommy? Yes, darling, you're home with Mommy and Daddy's right here, too. I, I changed my mind. Well, we're so glad you've changed your mind, honey, because we'd missed you already. You go back to sleep, honey. We'll carry you up and undress. You go to sleep, darling. Well, go I guess sleep, I better be running sleep. along. I've got to take Officer Sullivan home, too. He's not feeling too well. Oh, I'm sorry. What seems to be the trouble? Well, uh, your daughter insisted on giving us licorice lollipops, so we ate him on the way out here, and... Uh, of course, it made her happy, but it made Sullivan a little sick. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, Joe. Think nothing of it. It's all in the line of duty. <laughs> the Couple Next Door is written by Peg Lynch and stars Peg Lynch and Alan Bunce with Francie Myers as Betsy and Joe Silver as Joe, and is produced by Walter Hart. This is Stuart Metz, inviting you to listen again tomorrow for The Couple Next Door. <laughs>